Hi, my name is Donna Ritchie, and welcome to another episode of Sip Happens. This week, I have some special guests again. Of course, we have Thomas Ware III. Yeah. And we have an original uh, Sip Happens member from way back in the day, Galila Dalby. Hello. And our special guest today uh, is R.D. Sowers from Oki Shine. And we're so excited you get to come today, R.D. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right. So um, today we're going to be sampling and hearing all about Oki Shine. <laughs> so, R.D., tell I us got... a little bit about you, a little bit about Oki Shine, how you got started. Let's start there, I guess, with where I got, how this got started as the business. My parents homeschooled me after my second grade year, after I finished that. As a school assignment, they had me write an essay on what the alcohol was in fuel or ethanol, which is alcohol. Then write one on what all it can be made from. And then I got in trouble for fermenting anything I could get my hands on in the house. <laughs> I've become fascinated with it. So we've made alcohol from anything. You can make it, as long as it's got starch or sugar, you can turn it into alcohol. So I've fermented things that probably should have never been fermented before. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But uh, it's turned into a business that's been pretty successful on it. Three years in, uh, we're fixing to launch our ninth and tenth product at uh, the end of this week. Wow. So uh, it's done good for us. And we dominantly are a rum and moonshine distillery, but we're adding in a vodka line. And then we also do a bunch of stuff for other companies. We started out as the fourth distillery in the state, as the smallest, and now we are tied for second place for the largest distillery in the state, and probably be one of the lar or the largest at the end of the year. That is amazing. Okay, and so how long have you been in this? The distillery launched its first product March 1st of 2016. The business itself, starting the paperwork process, started October 1st of 2013. Wow. And then I've been doing it now for actually about 11 years. Wow. Very cool. All from being homeschooled. Yes. So pros and cons. Homeschooling could lead into making alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty interesting. I bet you the, uh, your parents were having second thoughts about that assignment, huh? My dad was livid when he found out what I was going to do. He did <laughs> not want to even say a word to me at the dinner table when I told him. Uh, my grandpa didn't talk to me for about a year and a half on it. He was so mad. Uh, my grandpa still to this day has never touched tobacco or alcohol. And he was 100% against it until the business had been open for about a year. So he didn't talk to me for about a year and a half. <laughs> he was pretty mad. Wow. Galila, I have hopes. <laughs> Scott and I talked about this and you and your family uh, when we heard Artie's story. <laughs> you and Michael might have been brought up about your children that, yeah. Who knows what my homeschooling children will, will come up with. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so uh, we were really excited. So R.D. Uh, came into Better Spirits uh, a couple weeks ago or a week ago. And just to kind of freshen up and let us know about some yeah. new products that you have as well. Yeah, it was to... One, I hadn't got to meet y'all before. I, every time I'd been up there, I've caught an employee. Um, amongst all the law changes, products got lost. Liquor stores are still having problems finding everything. And so until all the warehouse stuff kind of got situated, 
I backed off and didn't call on any stores, kind of let everything level off. And so I'm kind of starting all over again, quite literally with all the changes. It's just like starting over. Yeah. So uh, I'm getting back out and getting myself familiar with the stores and the customers again. And that's when I came in up there, and that's perfect timing, too, because we have a new product line coming out. Now, when you talk about the law changes, what, what laws was it specifically that changed what you're doing? It's that beer law that passed in October or came into effect in October. Um, how it affected me, myself, is, like, every, as an example, 7-Eleven had about 180 liquor stores joined next to their stations and they kicked every one of them out well i was in every one of them so i lost 180 customers or retail stores immediately off wow. of that um a lot of stores that were kind of rural area around like a good example lake eufaula um their sales were dominantly beer and wine and so when the gas station next door could carry the exact same stuff that was 60% of their income, they pretty much lost that 60%. Everybody shopping at one place, and they locked the doors. So I'm down about 500 customers compared to what I was in the beginning of 2017. Wow. So year to yeah. date, I've lost about 500 customers. Yeah. We like the modernization laws as far as customers and clients, but um, I don't you know, that there's so many impactful things that we have on just so many different areas uh, of the liquor industry, you don't that yes. we don't think of. It's it hit on different levels and it hit it didn't all hit at once, neither. It's we're still running into issues. We're finding just like uh, last week was brought up. Stores got fined for having tasting events for the same way they've been having tasting events for 10, 15 years. The law actually states it's up to the officer's uh, interpretation of the law. So, yeah, that's you, dangerous. That yeah. is dangerous. <laughs> so, pretty much everybody's in a panic now over a tasting event getting nailed. That over 30 tasting events were canceled this month. Wow. Yeah. And I don't blame them. I couldn't afford some of them fines they were shelling out neither. They were some big ones. It, wow. it, was this any place in particular? I don't remember the name of the store, nor do I, would I share it. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was in the metro area. Okay. Um, is where they hit real hard. It just sounds like, it sounded like more something that would happen in a small town. You know what I mean? No, it's, it hit at a pretty big tasting event that's been going on for a while. They've wow. been having it for years. Same rules as always. So they haven't changed anything, and they nailed them for it. Um, so, so far for myself, I've lost out on about 15 tasting events we had scheduled for this summer that they've canceled because until the laws can be corrected or 100% set in stone what the rules are, everybody's changing and none of that would have come up or ever happened had the October law not come into effect. And yeah. it's still changing. They just passed, uh, it's sitting at the governor's desk now for uh, them to sign to allow anyone under the age of 21 to come into a liquor store as long as they have a legal guardian oh. with them. Hmm. So that is setting that hit governor's desk today. Yep. So there's still changes going on. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of changes still, yes. at least for the next year or two. It's I mean, really a think, fluid Arty? situation. Yeah. In, huh? Well, yeah, and there's a lot of things that, like the tasting event side of it, no one does tasting events in the wintertime or during the holidays because it's already hectic enough as it is. So I don't think that ever was thought of or brought up during the rewriting of all of our alcohol mm -hmm. laws. Now that that has 
it's that time of year. Everybody's doing tasting events. It's all landing at the same time. Now what do we do? Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of changing because there are problems where they contradict themselves. So the law can't contradict itself. They have to make it black and white. So there's still going to be some refining going on for a while. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's, I think it's going to level out probably in about a year. I think it's going to take about a year. Uh, you understand, too, that mm-hmm. you all have a lot more vendors now to deal with than you all used to have. Used to, you all could get virtually everything from one supplier. Yeah. Now there's stores dealing with as many as 25. So. Yeah. That's crazy. It, yeah, we're, I, think, uh, I think we increase our vendor list about every two weeks. So I'd, I, I want to say we're at six or seven. Yep. now i think i don't know I th- and, it, and it depends <laughs> i think on that's changed even since we saw you a couple of weeks ago honestly well and that changes too with a lot because wineries can still self-distribute mm-hmm. so if they don't want to go through a wholesaler or if they can't get a wholesaler to pick their products up they're forced to self-distribute so that's one more vendor you have to deal yeah. with and wow. so it's still changing uh, they're in the process of changing for the top 25 brands, I think it is right yeah. now. Yeah, so that's, that's what's making going available now. to all the wholesalers. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be a little up and down roller coaster for a little bit still. Yeah, that's so that's so yeah. Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, we'll I get it together. There's a handful of, of states, not just Oklahoma. A handful of states decided to change their alcohol laws at the end of last year. So well, we, you know, Oklahoma, we were we were like archaic though. I mean, the 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 liquor laws and the beer laws and stuff in Oklahoma has been ridiculous for so. I mean, we were the only the only state still drinking three two beer, weren't we? Uh, I believe there were three other states still drinking three two. Our alcohol laws have not changed, but one time since fifty nine when we ended. I think it's either fifty eight or fifty nine we ended prohibition in Oklahoma, and our <laughs> laws have not changed. <laughs> since then uh, and except for the condition of a liquor bottle does not have to be in a bag now when it leaves the store oh that changed in either 88 or 89 yeah that's the only thing that's changed <laughs> which was real fun because uh now in a convenience store you have to have a bag yes yeah. convenient a liquor to- store you could walk out without a bag it, it was it's really kind of interesting but yes. i think now those paths have crossed um because again, those were different. I don't want to say jurisdictions, but you know, Able controlled uh, the liquor industry, and just the state, local <laughs> controlled. You know, beer. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And yeah. it's it's going to be a little bit. They still have to fix some things, like our Able laws state the liquor store can be open as early as 8 a.m. If you go to the state law, it says they can be open till midnight now, but they still can't open t- before 10. Which do you go by? Huh. The law that was passed said they could be open at 8 o'clock, but the state still hasn't went through and corrected it on the state website and the state rules, but it's, they did on the ABLE side. So which one do you want to go by? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and then don't forget, cities have their own ordinances as well. And counties. That was kind of an issue. Yeah, and counties. And that was I, I know that was something that was tabled and brought up to us. Yeah, we had, we had talked about that before, like um, – how it's still kind of like is it city to city or county to county as far as like if you if you can open on Sunday? It's county yeah, for county. County, county mm-hmm. to county. Yep, that yeah. would have been picked by the county commissioners. Two out of three of the county commissioners per county must have agreed upon whether they wanted it to have been open on Sundays. And then I believe, if I remember right, then it would have went to a public vote from that point. So Grady County voted no 
on it. But well, I figured Grady County, Caddo County, all the <laughs> all these little rural areas are gonna, you know, they you know they're gonna vote no. Are there yeah. any that voted yes? I don't know that any voted yes on a liquor store being open on Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, also, to go along with that, they county for county also determines whether or not a restaurant or a bar can sell beer on Sundays. Yeah. Some counties in Oklahoma couldn't sell. They could sell. Some of them didn't make sense, like uh, up around the Panhandle. There was uh, a bar. They could sell mixed drinks before 2 o'clock. They could sell at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They could sell mixed drinks, but they couldn't sell beer till after 2 o'clock. That is, that is Which stupid. doesn't make no sense because yeah. the mixed drink is stronger, but yeah. it, it, that's just the way their rules fell. So that was a part uh, of the deal. That stuff drives me crazy. I don't know. <laughs> like, like, they have a law in Caddo County that the, the weed dispensary can't open on Sunday. Like, I, what happened to separation of church and state? That's what I want to know. What is the point of not opening on Sunday? Yeah. Like, I mean, we still drink beer on Sunday. Yeah. That's kind of interesting that that is still, yeah. you know, they passed for alcohol sales on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm surprised. That kind of surprises me. <laughs> backwards. Or not. Maybe it backwards, doesn't. Backwards, yeah. <laughs> Oklahoma thumping. is just kind of a weird one being right in the middle of the Bible Belt or being the Bible Belt buckle. Yeah. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true, and uh, you know, of course, all us Indians got stuck here. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right. So, if you're just joining us today on Sip Happens, we have our guest R.D. from Oki Shine uh, here in Oklahoma. He's located in in Tuttle. So, okay, R.D. We started out in our store with number one jet fuel and then you had two and i know like when you came in last week you had so many other products new products that you have so i'd like to save those for another episode if we can no problem okay so today i want you to tell us um or let us taste whatever whatever you want to do um kind of tell us about (laughs) about your original what what you started out with those the very first product let me dig out the box I'm a visual person. I have to physically have it in my hand. <laughs> the Oki Shine original was the first one we opened with. This was a recipe that actually my last teacher, and I'll go a little bit more into it for a second. The name Oki Shine came from, oh, I'm not close enough apparently. <laughs> the name Oki Shine came from my last teacher. Um, everything he made, he called Oki Shine. He had a license to make it for fuel. He drank everything he made. And uh, <laughs> his rule was, I'll help teach you how to make your alcohol off of my recipes, but you have to create your own recipe. And so he helped me make the original, and that's why it says moonshine on the bottle. Um, Love it. I am allergic to tequila, so I made a rum. Are we taste- tasting this? Yes. Okay. Can taste it. Anyway. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm down. Yeah, I got four spouts. Hey, RD's fancy. Oh, no. Hey, See, we're from that. Darko. I'm, I'm just used to just, like, <laughs> drinking it straight out of the bottle with the bag it. still on it. <laughs> uh, the original is, it is a brown sugar rum, but we put enough molasses and blackstrap in it to give it, like, a silver tequila-like flavor. And that's because I'm allergic to tequila, but that is one of my favorite alcohols. Yeah. So, what are you allergic to? The agave, or I am not allergic to actual blue agave, which is what tequila is supposed to be made from. 
um, but if they use one of the other 32 types of agave in with it, I'm highly allergic to virtually all of them. Wow. And so didn't find that out for a while. Um, drank a little too much of it one day and dang near ended up in the hospital over the fact my throat swells shut. Wow. So, uh, they, and it could have been something I said I wasn't allergic to it until one day my body just said no more. <laughs> <laughs> so this this first one that you um, that you made is 100 proof. Yes, the original Oki Shine is 100 proof. Uh, it is a rum, and we have it branded mm. as a rum moonshine because that's how I actually developed the recipe. Yeah. And so if my last teacher helped me, everything he made was Oki Shine. We named the distillery after him because of that, and anything that he helped me make, we put uh, moonshine on the bottle. It's got a it. different taste to it. I love the story. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Hard proof. Good. I'm I like strong liquor. So, yeah. Uh proof is kind of on the weak scale for me. Um I like to sip on 140 150 proof. So, uh I just don't do 80. I don't ever hardly buy 80 unless I'm planning <laughs> on making a mixed drink. If I'm drinking it straight, I like to taste the alcohol. And the higher al- the proof of the alcohol is the more flavor you'll taste from the actual raw spirit itself mm. until you hit the 190 point and then it'll change in class to a neutral but the water like in rum you rum is very sweet typically what you buy at a store when it starts getting below 100 proof the water is you start ending up with more water than alcohol uh, because at 100 proof you're 50 50 water alcohol mm. But as you start lowering that alcohol content in it, if you don't add sugar back to it, the water is very bitter. And so on a straight distilled rum. So that was another reason why I've always favored the 100 proof on a straight distilled rum. If you start cutting back on that proofage, you're going to have to either distill it high and then add regular water to it, or you're going to have to start adding sugar back to it, and that changes its flavor profile. Interesting. But that's at 100 cool. proof, that's how it tastes straight out of the still. The only thing we do different to it after it's distilled is it runs through a carbon filter for, uh, shoot, 20 times, 30 times. So it pumps through for hours until I'm happy with the flavor, and then it goes yeah. into bottling. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. That's good. I like that. All right. I'm going to try so. some more of this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should pour you mine. No, turn it sideways. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll have a breather port. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Learn something new every day. Mm hmm. Those plastic pour spouts are a little odd. That's cool. (laughs) All right, so what else do you have there, RD? The neck, this product, the original launched March 1st. Um, we came out with our jet fuel next actually i guess we came out with jet fuel and our pecan pie at the same time i had to buy a special steel head to add to mine to be able to make 180 proof rum to make the pecan pie flavor so i went ahead and came out with both and we came out with the jet fuel uh, 180 proof rum this is dangerous the to our knowledge this is the strongest rum (laughs) the big hazard symbol logo on it you know what you're grabbing off the shelf uh, 180 proof, strongest rum to our knowledge in the United States. Um, it is in the top five strongest rums that we've been able to locate in the world. Um, I wanted to stick with 180 so I didn't hit that vodka class. And we needed the steelhead on it to be able to make the jet fuel 
and pecan pie, so we went ahead and came out with both. The name Jet Fuel, um, I pretty much distilled some about 195 proof before and ran it in a 70 Pontiac Firebird. And they said it ran like it had jet fuel on it, so that's where the nickname came from. So wow. when we launched the product, just kind of being a smart butt, that's what I called it. And it's done really good. It's catch It catches people's attention on the yeah. shelf. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that looks like it'll clean a carburetor yeah. out. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've had people tell me they use it to clean their vapes. Um, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, I've heard people say they've used it as a cleaner before um i can drink it straight on ice so Ooh. it's just whatever i prefer or that person prefers to do uh if any of y'all want to try it straight i'll pour a little bit of it i want to try it straight <laughs> i'll try a little bit of it i mean i mean yeah, I gotta have a little bit yeah. yeah and it's made from the oaky shine original but it runs through a vodka-style still to take out more of the tequila-like flavor and we talk talk about the steelhead what is what is that? Um, our basic rum still head is just what is known as a common pot still. Uh, it does not take away any flavor from the alcohol itself during yeah. distillation. But a vodka style still is going to typically be a plate or column still. And the alcohol will pass through multiple plates that will pool liquid on top. That helps bring the proof up, but each time it passes through that plate is like redistilling it again, and it takes flavor away from the alcohol. And so the goal on a vodka is to end up with something that's going to taste more like water. And so they keep running it through there until they get that. I think I could just Hmm. smell this and inhale it, (laughs) and I'd be fine. (laughs) And that's the the jet fuel is the stuff I have for the mixed drink. Yeah, you probably have to mix that. So, if you drink it straight, if you drink it straight, I recommend on ice, just take it room temperature, pour it on ice in a rocks glass, let it let the ice melt a little bit to help calm it uh-huh. and cool it down. Uh, otherwise, uh, use it in a mixed drink. That was the intention, uh, was to actually use it for mixed drinks. Um, I do hear people drink it straight, but if I would say if for drinking at home, at least put it in Sprite something to calm it down. <laughs> yeah. I don't want nobody is... drinking too much and getting oh, a little too right. carried away. Because yeah. it is strong. You can't drink that with chapped lips. <laughs> yeah, no chapped lips on that one. All right. So which one is your favorite out of these two? Uh, out of these two? As you're mixing still, your drinks. I still favor the Oki Shine Original, and I think it's because that's my baby I opened yeah. with. Come on, Ice. Ice doesn't want to come out full. And I personally don't like handling the ice by hand. So. You'll be fine. I think that jet fuel will take care of any kind of germs <laughs> yeah. that would might be on your hands. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worried. I am just used to training bartenders on it, and I hate it when I see one reach in the ice bin barehanded and yeah, just grab and some. Grab one. I want to slap them. So. <laughs> okay. Get you in that mic. R.D.? Yes, I know. I'm bad about not staying right up on the mic. So this drink is actually called the Dirty Leprechaun. The uh, Dirty Leprechaun. The Dirty Leprechaun. I love that already. <laughs> and basically, it's a half ounce of jet fuel, half ounce of melon liqueur, half ounce of coconut rum, two ounces of pina colada mix. All right, one more time. Half ounce of jet fuel, half ounce of melon liquor. 
half ounce of coconut rum, two ounces of pina colada mix. All right, so one to one to one, except for the pina colada. We'll double it a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, and that's, a, that's, that's about all it is. And it's a real simple drink. I try to keep most of them under four or under five ingredients, four or less, for speed for a bartender is what I typically go for when I make right. a drink. So I've uh, had some bartenders have us make some really funky ones for them, special for their bar. Problem is you couldn't make them fast. They had too many ingredients, too many steps, and which that's what the bar wanted. They weren't in a fast atmosphere, but for a honky-tonk bar or anything, they need something they can stack together or shake really quick. Absolutely. So while R.D. is mixing this up and getting ready to shake it the in the dirty shaker, leprechaun. the dirty leprechaun, I want to remind everyone that you can find any of R.D.'s products, Oki Shine products, at Better Spirits. And again, if you come in and you mention TalkJive.org or Sip Happens or Oki Shine, we're going to make sure you get 10% off of um, that purchase. Mm-hmm. It is pretty. Yeah. The Dirty Leprechaun. It's really pretty. Uh, Yeah, this is a drink that my wife had helped make for uh, St. Patrick's Day back in 2017. And it's done really good for us in a lot of bars, uh, especially around St. Patrick's Day. Oh, it does have coconut in it. Yeah. Oh, you allergic coconut? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was trying to get. She didn't Lila. tell me that. Otherwise, <laughs> I, I know. Would've... I forgot. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Whoop! I think I may have added just a pinch too much of pina colada mix for me. Ooh, that's a little sweet. <laughs> yeah, that was, that that was pretty sweet. I don't have a poor spout my, on this pina colada mix. So. You just add a little more jet fuel in there then. <laughs> I had a little left over. <laughs> But it's a simple little drink. Um, we try to make most of ours to where a bartender can shell them out really quickly. If a bartender can't make four of our mixed drinks in under a minute, then that's there's a little too many, few that's too a, many steps. Sign. Yeah. Yeah. So it won't if that uh, bartender can't shell out four in a minute of one of our drinks. It's a little too complicated for a lot of the bars that we push to. Uh. So uh, like all the scooters locations carry all of our stuff. Whenever I make a drink, uh, they pretty much will bring it in up there. And we do have some that are a little bit more complicated, and those drinks are typically going to be more at a restaurant or uh, more of just kind of a dive bar where it's a la- more laid-back, slower atmosphere. And otherwise, they're going to be five or less ingredients, typically three to four. Hmm. That's interesting. That's See, that's one thing I've never done is ten bar. I've uh, said at quite a few, but I've never, <laughs> <laughs> never tended bar. I end up going in and training a bunch of them, and I spend too much time up there training, so I don't end up getting to actually enjoy the experience mm-hmm. of being there as a customer anymore. <laughs> yeah. By the time I'm done, I don't want to go into one for a while. And uh, so we have actually a full setup bar at the house, and so I don't ever hardly go anywhere. Oh, so. yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> we got a full Except setup. Except tequila, right? <laughs> Uh, no, no, we tequila. actually we still have some still tequila because I do have okay. some pe- some friends that like some gold tequilas, and I there are a couple like Don Julio. I can drink Don Julio so, uh, because it's just straight blue agave. It's real blue agave. Mm-hmm. They're not using a hybrid or mixing it with another, so I can drink that one. Oh. And so I still have some of the others. I get 
people that laugh when they come in the house, they understand when I have all the mixing flavors and stuff there, but they don't understand when I have a bottle of Jack or uh, just like the Don Julio tequila. Yeah. They don't understand why I have those. I said, I drink this Oki Shine every day, every day yeah. while I'm making it or the mama's brown sugar cinnamon, whatever. Tasting it as you go. Yeah. I want to try something a little different every now and again. That'd yeah. be like someone that works at McDonald's only eats McDonald's after a while. They don't want no more McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. They want, yeah. they want right. something. A little, they don't mind drinking it or eating that over and over again. Yeah. They just want a little break here yeah. and there. Every yeah. place or, I've ever worked at, like as far as food service got like that except for pizza hut i could never get yeah. tired of pizza hut. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> same thing there it's the <laughs> same like, thing for me i go through and i'll change up and i'll make something else and then it also gives you an idea when i get bored i got five six hundred bottles sitting on the back shelf and so we'll get bored and we'll just start going through what does this sound like it might taste good if we mix this one this one this one this one together with this and we'll just start mixing some together. And I can tell you, about one out of ten that way actually makes it to the recipe book. But the, yeah. we'll play around with drinks all the time. And that's how we come up with most of these. Uh, we actually come up with a handful of our mixed drinks. There are four versions based off of the uh, Dirty Leprechaun. Huh. And they were all acci- uh, those four were all accidents at bars because they accidentally grabbed the wrong thing. And it ended up tasting really good. So, huh. Well, I like the green leprechaun. All right. <laughs> all right. So we had Jet Fuel and we had the Oki Shine today with RD. Um, so, RD, can we find you on social media? Can we find you on? Yes. Easiest way to find it, if you can't remember, is just grab one of our bottles. It's okay. always on all of our bottles on one side or the other. We'll say our website um, or our Facebook link. Uh, forward slash Oki Moonshine for the Oki Shine line. Mamas does have their own page as well. And then our newest line, Screw It, has their own page. Perfect. <laughs> what was your it. favorite, Thomas? Man, uh, I, I like the uh, I like the original Oki Shine. That that jet fuel is pretty strong. So, but the mixed drink yeah. was good. So you're good. They were really good. Well, Artie, thank you so much. We want to have you back again. We really appreciate you for joining us for Sip Happens today. So make sure you catch us every week on Talk Jive Radio at talkjive.org at 1 p.m. Central every Saturday. You can also catch up on past episodes of Sip Happens by visiting the Talk Jive Radio podcast page at talkjive.org. So until next week, thank you for listening to Sip Happens only on Talk Jive Radio, indigenous and independent.